Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's the last day of March. That would be the 31st, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, you guys here and doing good, right? Yes? Yes, sir. Lieutenant, Captain? Cap- yes. Captain. <laughs> hey, hey dude. Are you... Um, are you... At the age where they won't call you up. What? Yeah, they wouldn't call me up. Oh, okay. I don't think it'd be a very bad decision. <laughs> I would think you were old enough they wouldn't. Oh. What's the context of this question? They're what call- are you guys talking about? They're calling up people that are retired or resigned. Military people. It's oh. for military but what about people that are that are annoyed? <laughs> Do they get called up to? <laughs> well, I don't know what they'd be called up to, but I can think of a few things they could be called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so neither of you or neither of you uh, saw the Shungite show, I suspect, this morning. No, I was busy, I was busy listening working. to... David Wilcox three-hour show. Oh, you should have canned that and listened to us. Three-hour show. Yeah. (laughs) He's also got a five-hour show out there. Oh, good lord! Jesus, I think I'll skip that. Um, yeah, you, you, you. It's a must-hear, Shungite show. It was fascinating. Last year, we had a few shows with Barbara Menes, and she is from Spain and talks to Shungite and gets messaging from Shungite that I, I have not found any reason to doubt her. And it was a pretty amazing show because um, I'm not, it's, it's such an amazing show, I don't even know how to explain what happened. Um, so I'm just going to tell everybody that I think you really should listen to the Shungite show from this morning, which is already on YouTube, record oh, cool. time. Yeah. I didn't post it in Facebook because I just it just finished uploading just before we came live. Um, yeah, but you know it was it was so interesting because when the president okay well i don't know that you know this but i went out there and i guarantee guaranteed everybody that this would be over by friday the uh good friday april 10th and i had a lot of really good reasons for for thinking that um but and when you say this you're referring to oh the, some- the 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 plan you know the 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 that they would come out and they would say look at while while we were getting you hunkered down and secured in place We've been doing all this. We've been arresting people. We've been, uh, you know, and and it's all over, you know, and and new new reality. And you missed it because you were stuck home. 
<laughs> no, they <laughs> no because essentially what may happen tomorrow is that um, they were going to shut down the internet. Now it it wasn't it was it wasn't so much to shut down the internet so people don't get any communications. It was because we've got to shut it down to get out certain nodes in the internet that are being controlled by the dark side to essentially free up the internet and probably integrate the dark web with the what we were playing in anyway um and they were and it, they they said 10 10 days this was about a few years ago so everybody sort of stayed on that schedule but then when they when this happened to unfold the way it did and so much medicine was went to the web so much education went to the web um i said i'll be i don't think i they'll get it back up as soon as they can uh, even if they do have to do a a reset on part of the or the whole system um and then well you actually heard david david talk about that now it's 3 days he's saying 3 days of darkness yeah 3 days what did he did he say do you remember just a, it'll three days, and it'll be the phones and the internet that the power is going to stay on. They were thinking at one point they'd take the power down too, but but they're going to leave the power on. So well, there's, no, power. there's no there's no reason to take the power down. No, there isn't. And, <laughs> so, you can't, so you can't use your bank card to buy groceries because the the, the store computers are not going to be connected to anything. Well, that, that's why I think that I if, the, if I don't think they're going to take the internet down. If they do, I think it might be taken down in sections at a time. Um, well, whole sections, you know, the internet is sectionable. You know, it's I know, not like, I know, like the ocean, which is one big giant mass of water. It's it's made up of layers and segments and whatnot. So that's for anybody. That's anybody that has ever studied computer networking. There's a, a little insignificant little thing that's called a subnet mask, and that's what keeps everything segregated. And you can, with a with that thing in place, you can isolate huge swaths of the internet and keep them from from even seeing each other, from hearing each other, completely isolated. So the the technology is there. There's no need to do a major because, and if since you're from the your background is in the military. You understand quite well that at the onset when they thought of it was my it was explained to me that the way the internet was born was out of the need from the Cold War. Okay, how to keep the all the states connected or at least all the military and the political people interconnected in the case of a nuclear holocaust. You know, how what do we do? How do we inter interconnect everything? So all the major universities and all the major computer systems that belong to the government, they were all interconnected. That was the original backbone of the Internet. And that's why the original Internet was just text. It was almost like teletype. The, the, the way the Internet came <laughs> out was the fact that, it, that NSA and the Intel people wanted to have cryptography entered into a telephonic conversation. So that you could talk on a telephone and it would sound fine to you, but in between when it was being sent, it was encrypted. And to do that encryption, they needed to 
get what finally I I don't remember the how much data it takes, but we called it the gray line, and it was one, one telephone was co- would cost fifty thousand dollars one telephone. But because they had now this ability to send incredible amount of data over a new kind of wire, that was when they were, they went, oh, look at this, we can tie in everybody. Because before that, they would have computer buildings. The buildings had computers. And you would call in on a telephone and you'd get about a half an hour, if you were lucky, of computer analysis. Um, that all changed drastically with the the advent of the fifty, the what we called the gray line, and that was when they began to realize that they could tie in the universities and everything else. It didn't seem to me because I was there when it all started happening. It didn't seem to me that there was a plan, Walt. It was sort of like we got this, let's do this. Oh, look at now we can do this. Now maybe there was, maybe there's somebody up there that knew a lot more about it, and I'm sure there was more than I did, but um, it came in increments of technological upgrade uh, was what it was. And, uh, I mean, in the early time, you remember this, we've talked about this before, when we dialed up on the Internet, you know, into AOL, and most of us thought that the Internet and the AOL were were what it was. We had no idea that there was a world outside of AOL. (laughs) Well, for for end users like myself, uh, our first experience of any any remote communication was BBSs. There was no internet. It was just bulletin boards where your modem dials a bulletin board service and you go in there and you export content and document. And some BBSs were just for games. Other BBSs were for documents, political stuff or medical stuff or technical stuff. Uh, for example, since I worked in computer support, Many companies, like uh, before the advent of the web, because the web, people think that the web and the internet are the same thing. Not exactly. The web was actually developed to run on the internet, which is the ability to explore things with with graphics. The web is what brought images to you because the internet was just pure text. You would type text on a screen and you get a reply or you would get a, or you would send a, a, a document file, things of that nature. So before the advent of the web being a- available to the public, everything was BBSs. Like um, we did computer support, and one of the things we supported were the OkiData printers. And the, before OkiData had a, a website for the support people like us, it had a BBS. So your <laughs> your modem would have to go through all that handshake. You remember all those noises, and connect to the BBS. And you will be able to download documents or upload a, a warranty claim, for example, or you upload the file. So it was quite a lot. It was very tedious dealing with BBSs because different BBSs had different implementations of the communication protocol. For those oldies out there like me, uh, where you had the thing where, oh, how many bits and how many stop bits? And what kind of you know handshake you're using, or what kind of error correction you're you have to have all your settings exact, otherwise your modem wouldn't be able to talk to the VBS. So it was all caveman style internet because you weren't communicating to the whole world; you were just communicating to these individual uh, uh, entities, agency. You would talk to this company or that company or this game board, 
but that, that's, that was it. And then, you know, when the internet became open to accessible to the public and it opened the doors to the whole planet. Now you could go out and explore all these different places that you couldn't see before. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, we can still remember these things. And, and it, and, you know, when the first computers came out, we, I ended up getting post traumatic stress on it because, you know, it was like, oh my God, I've got to push that button. And then it would have that fatal error thing that would make your heart stop. Yeah. <laughs> Why they had to use that terms beyond me. But they did. So, why did we get into that? Well, oh, because, because we were, we're talking, talking about, about yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about turning it off. Um, and I was going to tell you what David said. What did David say? He said he referred to the, the stops are in different places. So they could do exactly what you said. They could turn off this portion and make the other portions weak. And then when they get done getting rid of that stop, they can go to another one and turn the first one on and and clean up the next ones. Do it like that, like one at a time. But the other ones will be weak and maybe not usable at certain times. So we could have it. And we could not have it, and we could have it very weak. <laughs> well, the, the reason I interrupted you is I wanted to say, I know that, David, before David said it. Then why did you ask me? Well, I didn't know what he had said, but I'm only kidding you. I mean, oh, I, I didn't oh. realize I was interrupting you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, company uh, networks are, by default are isolated from uh, end users in the internet. Like, for the, take, for example, a chain of stores like, uh, okay, you got Walmart. Dolly likes to go to Walmart. Of course, all the stores... Oh, no, no, in- no, no, no. Uh, did you I say... Like- I do not go into Walmart. We make our order online for okay. pickup. And they go, the people who work there shop for us and bring it out to the car and Okay, well, I'm just using them as an example. Of course, all the stores are interconnected. And, of course, uh, they don't have to run special lines from stores to stores. All the stores are connected into the Internet. But that connection between the stores is a private connection. You as an end user, unless you're one of these giant major hackers that can hack into anything and everything, uh, those are are isolated from the uh, rest of the public Internet. Those are all, uh, like... I'm sure many people out there have heard of the term VPN, virtual private network. It's I a haven't heard pro- of it. You, you, have, you can have that on the phone. You can have it on the computer. You can have that on your tablet. What it's does a way it to, do? It isolates you. So, for example, um, companies use it a lot when you have employees that work from home, for example, or people that work uh, like uh, vendors or representatives that have to go out on the road and meet clients, for example. Their laptops are on their phone is loaded with VPN, virtual private network protocol, because that way, when they're on the road, for example, and they have their laptop, okay, and they need to look up sales figures, or they need to connect to the quality control department, or they need to connect with somebody at the main, you know, uh, at the main office, 
then that connection between that laptop on the road and the main office is private. Nobody can look at it. Nobody, in theory, nobody should be able to interfere with it because it's a one-to-one, one-to-one connection. Um, I remember I was in New York. It was in the late nineties when they were exploring the VPN and the way that, uh, they, exp- before the VPN, they had another protocol that became the basis for VPN, which the man, uh, the, the engineer who did the presentation explained. Uh, they used to call it tunneling protocol because in essence, you're creating a tunnel be- between point A and point B. And only, only those two points will be talking. Nobody else can see what they're talking or what they're saying because they're like in a virtual tunnel. So that got, you know, more sophisticated and they perfected it, all the encoding and everything. So then they created this virtual private network. So, um, if I have a, a company computer and the technicians have done their work correctly, it doesn't matter where I am in the world. If I'm connected to the main office, uh, that connection is between me and them and nobody else. Nobody should be able to sniff out, you know, my connection. So that's why it's so easy to isolate whole networks. Now, they, I, know, I know that movies are very fanciful where you see this kid sitting in a <laughs> with an XT in his room and he's hacking into the Pentagon, you know. It makes for a very dramatic movie, but it's very far away from, you know, true reality. I know that in the beginning of, of well, uh, computers, you know, personal computers, there were a lot of stories of kids hacking into this or that. But it wasn't so much that, yes, they were very good at what they did and they were very knowledgeable. But the, the thing that made it easy for them to hack is a lot of companies weren't that savvy in setting up security for their networks. It was their first, you know experience out into onto the internet or interconnecting the machines so there was very little security now once they started once security became a thing that all companies have to invest and have security engineers and people that are it's it's very it's a very tough tough thing to hack into major company one to give you an idea that it's the companies that make themselves hackable in not, no insults to the hackers out there. The guys know what they're doing, so no, no question there. But I'll give you an example. What One guy who hacked into NASA, and he found all these uh, hidden, doc, hidden documents, things that had never been revealed to the public. And the reason he was able to do it is because at, at some point in their, in their history, NASA bought a bunch of computers from Microsoft. And I, I believe... These personal computers, they were all loaded um, with Windows NT, like the first versions of Windows NT. And Windows NT, by default, the administrator password is, I believe at the time, because there were different iterations of the operating system, uh, one version of the operating system, the administrator was administrator and the password was blank. And then different versions on the administrator account was the word administrator and the password was the word administrator. So NASA had bought a bunch of these computers. They had plugged it into their network and they never changed the credentials. I don't know whether they had no notion of security or nobody debriefed them. Okay, you guys are putting this on the network. You better beef up the security and make sure you have all your passwords collected and whatnot. So this guy went around pinging 
the different addresses of the machines, and he just kept trying, administrator, administrator, administrator account, administrator password, and he started getting in. And he started getting in, and he started exploring all these files, and he found folders talking about UFOs. He found all kinds of folders and all these files, and he did a major, major download. And it was some time before it was discovered that they left the barn door open. <laughs> Anybody could walk in off the street and look at their stuff. So, you know, he wasn't a genius hacker. He just decided to try. Okay, let's see what happens. So the error was in the part of NASA. They, they never bothered to implement, you know, robust passwords or or any password at all. They just left the machines at whatever default settings came from Microsoft. The man's name is Gary McKinnon. Oh, you remember him. Yes. And he, um, he, well, the reason I remember him wasn't just that he hacked into it. It was that he hacked into it and he came into a file. What he did, he was pretty fine until he got into some kind of like super duper top secret thing that was called, you know, I mean, was he essentially accessed data regarding the special space force. And oh. he saw, I forget what it was, but it was a word that made him, it sound like this, it was, it was people who were, where they were assigned. And they were assigned to something that sounded like a, you know, a spaceship. <laughs> and when he looked up the names to find anything in the Navy that would match that, you know, he didn't find it. Or, I don't know if it was, N- I thought it was NSA, not, NASA, but you might be right. I get those. Did you see that YouTube video? I, I think it's a it's a general speaking uh, YouTube video, and he's talking about this coronavirus thing. I'm talking about the the Space Force personnel that there are sixteen thousand airmen assi- assigned to the Space Force personnel, and they're taking all measurements to make sure that they're safe from any infection or anything. And now, that, was, like, that was that like was disclosure. That's part of the disclosure thing. Mm. Um, you, you know, okay, what I want to do is I want to play a five-minute um, clip from a rally that Trump spoke at before he was elected. Now, when he was running for president, I thought the guy was squirrely as hell, and I couldn't imagine voting for him because I just thought he was a nutcase. And then... <laughs> You know, then I see him after he's elected, and he's a totally different person. And I'm going like, "Oh my God, we must have had a major t- timeline change." Well, maybe we didn't. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention to this because back in 2016, this this man told everybody what he wanted to do. Don't you agree, Dolly? Because Dolly's listened to it. Yep, and I, I, that's why I voted for him. Yeah, you said that. That was the that's what you heard that made you vote for him. I didn't hear it at the time, but um, I just want to play it because I think it gives an overview of what what we're actually what's actually happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people, the Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. 
Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us.
The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, guys, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. I I, I was stunned when I heard it, because remember, this is 2016, and the guy is out there in their face. I'm going to get you. But he kept referring to movement, our movement. Uh, what'd you think, Walt? Well, Dolly, what did you think? Because it made you a, a believer. Dolly? Are you muted? Are you guys there? Oh, I've got you guys muted. <laughs> I apologize. I had you muted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. It made me cry the first time I heard it, and it's making me cry again. <clears throat> I... I felt the love that that man has for his country and for us. And I felt that this this guy is willing to sacrifice himself and his whole family for this country. How could I not vote for him? That's what I thought. Yeah, me too. Um, of course, that music in the background could have gone <laughs> I was like what yeah yeah that was annoying that was annoying and I, I didn't it didn't annoy me when I first did it you know this is but I'm going like oh I'm going to have to go try to find a clean cleaner version of that I don't even know where he said it it was just somebody putting it in part of another video what did you uh, what did you think about that Walt I'm surprised that he's, he, he lived to talk about it yeah because me too of, I mean those words that's that's got a assassination ticket right on it. But the thing is that they 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 couldn't even if they wanted to assassinate him, you, you can't do it because you're if you attempt that, you're declaring openly everything this man is saying is true. You know, they turn, they turn, that's how you turn somebody into a mortar. Instead of destroying their cause, all you do is reinforce it by by letting the person. But by killing the person, all you're doing is reinforcing the message and the mission. So what they what did they do? Well, the best we could do is let's embarrass him. Let's make him look really, really bad. And that's why they invested all that money. And uh, according to all the articles and things that have been posted, they didn't even use their own money. They stole the money from Social Security to finance the this parody of an impeachment thing. Yeah, Man, yeah, I saw sick. the document. <laughs> I saw the document with her signature, Pelosi's signature on it. Yeah, so I don't know Man. if it's true or not, but it sure looked true. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, I I still am firmly, even though he is 
you know, it looks now like it's not. They're not going to make the the Easter. Um, I'm not sure that's true, but um, we'll see. Um, but anyway, so they were supposed. The time frame was that they were going to what they were calling go dark on um, the first, which is tomorrow, April first, and. This comes from one guy. It was his opinion. He's been a Q researcher for quite a while, uh, but it sounded plausible, and it was based on on you know information that had been supplied. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm going like, "Well, wait a minute. Did David talk about taking over the televisions, Dolly?" Yes. And what did he say? He said they're gonna. And then when the three days is done they're going to play three times eight hour programs that explains everything that they were doing that has uh, the bad people making talking and confessing whatever you call that Um, confessions confessions from the bad people's um, they're going to explain everything. So, for for after the three days of darkness, the, the only thing you'll see for three times in a row, so for eight hours, so that's 24 hours. So, in the next 24 hours, you're going to see, like, the documentaries to try to explain to the people who don't believe this stuff is going to go on, that this is why. And you have a good opportunity here to wake up. So they are um, going to, that sounds like in order to do that, you need to take control of the media because right now the. Well, yeah, they take control of the whole thing. Yeah. Because they're going to make the TVs go away for those three days, Walt. And your phone. Your phone and your TV, and um, two things I don't—I don't have a TV and I don't use my landline. (laughs) Well, you were talking about what they're going to say in those eight hours. That's what you were talking about. Oh yeah, you're not going to have a choice. Um, I'm hoping I'd be able to tape it because I'm not going to be able to watch it for eight hours straight. Um, Oh yes, uh, you will. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes you will You'll just go have with... a bucket with you next to you and that's it <laughs> I don't <laughs> pee in buckets Walt. <laughs> uh, there was one other thing and if I think of it I'll, I'll say it oh the internet's going down too well but we talked about that well see that's the I'm thing sorry. is you can't you have to have the internet up if you're going to have any kind of well, I don't know. I guess you could do, like, if the local Comcast, would they... Yeah, they'd need the Internet, correct, Walt? Or would they? Uh, well, no. the Internet services... Well, remember that the Comcast, the the wire bandwidth is, is uh, segmented. So, like in my case, I pay Comcast to just give me Internet service on the phone, landline, and the house in case, for whatever reason, the cell phone doesn't work. I have a landline. But... Uh, you could have the opposite. I could have television service and not have any internet service. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. That's what yeah. I have. Yeah. So, so I you need have... that decoder box thingy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I dish I... for the TV 
and AT&T for the phone, the I, internet, and TV. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, my, my thing is, is not so much what comes into the home, but is the Comcast connected to the wherever the, I mean, not every Comcast, every Comcast station is not an originator, it's a repeat. So wouldn't you need an internet or do they have an individual signal going through? They wouldn't even need the internet for it. It's like well, it depends on where they're connecting to the internet backbone. Uh, given the size of Comcast, they must own one of their own. You know, the, the there are these giant machines that are the backbone to the internet. Uh, that's why uh, when I was working the 11 years that I did IT work, um, I must I can only blame myself that I worked for such a cheesy company that they were not willing to pay for my training. I had to pay for my own training. And the only thing they re- reimbursed me for was the fee that I had to pay to take the exams. Everything else came out of my own pocket. And one of the things that I was looking into uh, getting certified on is Cisco routers. It is so complex and so involved programming these routers that interconnect everything in the Internet. There's actually a course that you have to take, and you actually have to take certification classes because that's not it's not just... Um, like a hub, remember the network hub. When you're when you have a little network, you have this hub, and you plug in all the wires, and, and all the computers talk to each other. A Cisco router is a very complex machine, and has it's it has uh, multiple processors in it. So in it of itself, it's a it's a big fat you know server, very powerful. Um, you actually have to study how to program it and how to incorporate it because the routers talk to each other. And you have a hundred routers. I mean, that's that's a that's a big giant. That's a big backbone uh, of but, communication. But, but, but the, point, the, the point being that they could talk. You could lose the internet, but not your television. Right. Right. Yeah, it, that's 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 part of the bandwidth in the wire. So that oh, as long as nobody oh. has cut your wire, <laughs> it's there. Okay, <laughs> I understand that they have way over five hundred hours of film. To play, you know that's a lot of hours. So, um, I mean, this is when he talks movement. He's talking about a movement, a group of people, the patriots, the oath takers, the white hats. You know that are behind asking him to sacrifice as he has, and to you know lead this particular operation. And so when I you know, I don't. I don't really care what you think about David Wilcock, but David has done some astounding work, and he had a very, very good meditation. I don't know if he had it in that tape that that you heard. Yeah, he did. He did. And it was a very good meditation. Um, Excellent. And he had like I think when he did it live, he had over five thousand people listening, and then he's I don't even know. He's probably got you know tens of thousands of people that have seen the tape. So you've got all that energy. You've got energy from all sorts of different energy workers doing whatever they do. And to me, this should have put a dampening on the spread of this flu thing, whatever, the bug. And yet, you know, now the president's got to, you know, take a longer time to do it. 
So I, then I took another look at the situation, and in this particular segment of reality, the story we're going through now, there's definitely two timelines, which would make sense. You've got the dark timeline that's using a virus to get us in our homes so that we're captured, and you know, the next thing we're going to have to take is this vaccination that's going to put all this stuff in us, and we're going to become better uh, antennas, and I mean, all the horror stories that you, you know, they're calling the race, uh, all these horror stories that you're hearing people talk about. The other side of it is the plan, is, you know, the fact that there, there, there are indications, there's some very powerful indications that the plan is actually ongoing. I think we talked about it last week, but um, the uh, uh, Attorney General of the United States, Attorney General Barr, got up and made a $1.5 million reward for the arrest of the president of Venezuela with the long, with indicting, uh, opening the indictments um, for a handful, I mean like six or seven people in his cabinet. Now that is virtually a declaration of war. That, if if we didn't have the, the, the health problem, that would have been a major international crisis. And yet he got up there, it's on tape, you see him telling people about it, you know, and it, and the mainstream media didn't touch it. Did not touch it. Then you have a situation with, um, and it is complicated, and I do not even pretend to completely, not even nearly understand, you know, how it's being done, but essentially the Treasury Department of the United States has taken over the Federal Reserve. Okay. But and is that true what they're saying? That, yes, that treasury, the Treasury has taken over the Reserve, but at the same time, uh, this company has taken over the operations of the Treasury, something called Blackwater or something. There's the name, the word black in the name. Yes. Which is this. Blackwater. Yes, but they're 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 like they're like a brokerage firm. It's like an inter. That's what I understood. You know, they're they're, they're saying like really ugly things about this company. So I don't know. Well, you guys who is the, they? Well, the the article writers. (laughs) Well, I I should have paid attention to the the article that appeared on on Facebook saying that this this company was involved in I don't know what other thing. So uh, I I made a mental note to ask Dolly what she knew about it. Well, see, this is this is where we it gets a little bit um, squirrely because all right, let's say let's say that the black hats understand what's happening. So then they put out because mainstream media, most every you know, most everything that you hear out there is controlled by the black side trying to give you their reality. And in this, in, th- in this case, I mean, I never saw. I don't know where that information is coming from. I think that came from Yahoo. You know, because Yahoo came, and I wondered about it. Yahoo came out with. Um, the, that was, Derek was the one that said to me, he said, did you see that Yahoo article about the Fed being taken over by the Treasury? And I said, no. And it was the first indication that, that this may be, in fact, happening. And I said, Yahoo? 
So then um, I go over there and I go, oh my God, yeah, that's what they're talking about. And only after that did I start finding Red Pill 78 and X-22 report talking about the same thing. Okay, but they did not say this Blackwater per- group that I remember. Um, because I did, I, I hesitated on the name too. And um, so it could be that Yahoo put it out there because they knew that it was going to become, you know, people are going to know about it. And let's make it look like it's the dark side. Because one of the paramount things that they're trying to do now is, yeah, they're making people afraid of this this virus, and then they're making people afraid of China, and then they're making people afraid of the deep, dark state. Because if you begin to think in terms of what the president has spoken of, you know, regarding the... In that in that uh, rally speech, if you think in terms of that, they're trying to make themselves so scary that everybody thinks, oh, you know, there's more fear in, in, ingrained in it. So it could be a psyops that one that that information. Well, I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying there's a potentiality that it could be. Well, that isn't that their specialty, twisting everything around. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> But um call one nine hundred twist it. We'll twist it for you. <laughs> I, I've heard some fairly non you know non conspiratorial financial people talking about it. Uh, like on Fox, you know, here's our expert on finances, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, he's apparently this is true. You know, it's like it's just it's pretty amazing. But again. The mainstream media has not done anything except Yahoo. Well, one of the things, uh, again, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying for or against whoever these BlackRock people, but the, I think it's significant that the Fed was finally taken over because it, it was my understanding that all these years it's all, it's under the control of a, a, diff, a limited number of families own it and control it and they use it as their own personal piggyback. They don't they, it doesn't exist to benefit other than themselves. Yeah, that, fact, that's if, yeah, that's that's that was true. If you remember your history, the creation of the Fed on purpose was done the the voting for the creation of the Fed was done when everybody was on vacation and there was only like a skeleton crew of representatives and they purposely run the bill and it got created like under everybody's, uh, you know, when everybody was out of town, that was, that was the story that that I heard that I heard about that. That's but another. They're, they're yeah, yes, it's true. So that's that's how corrupted it is. They purposely because they knew that the others were not going to agree to its creation. So even its inception is an act of corruption. Well, this but not the, anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> this, this this finance guy that was talking on Fox, he was really. He was really pretty good. Well, I thought he was really good because he kind of like didn't get into the technical words and, and details, you know. But he and and he wasn't. He, he was very honest about. I can't tell you what's going to happen. We're in uncharted territory. But if we look at it this way, this is what happens. And if we look at it this way, well, you know, we might be into some rough weather here. Um, and basically, it was. It was like uh, somebody, it was sort of like somebody said this earlier. It's like, you know, 
somebody was playing chess and somebody was playing checkers. And so the chess master is got it set up so that he's got control of the entire board. With the Are you moving away from your microphone? No. Because you keep sounding lower and lower. She sounds okay to me, Walt. I don't know. Okay. I really don't. Well, maybe I was turning my head and maybe I don't know. Um, I will try to. I'll, I'll be better, Walt. I'm sorry. At, at X Lone Star says Black Rock. That was it, Black Rock. Not I would have sworn to Blackwater, but I think she's right or he's right. No, I thought I went to Blackwater because I think Blackwater is a company that is very dark. But then Aren't I re- they like um, uh, for hire mercenaries. Yeah, yes, yes. And then I realized it said Rock. You know, Black Rock, Black Rock, Black Rock, Shanghai. <laughs> well, they gotta be a really good group of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, but anyway, um, what seems to be that what, what the chess player is setting up is that the way that they've set it up right now, the, he's, he, they got the feds to go to zero percent. So you can take out a loan right now, and there won't be any any interest charged. So what he's doing is essentially, if I'm understanding it correctly, is taking out a huge loan from the federal government, from the feds, banker system, okay, with no interest. But at the same time, he is holding all of the security bonds and stuff that kind of allow the Fed to do it. And the the end result is he doesn't care how much money we put into this game because it's all delusionary anyway. And in the end, they're going to give it to different, like let's say Boeing, okay? So they give the money to Boeing. And Boeing can't quite make the payment even though it's 0%. And so the federal government takes a piece of Boeing. And it could be not only just taking over control of the Fed, but tra- taking control over the major corporations. So it's very... Well, I isn't mean, that, that what Fulford said, that Boeing is going down, followed by Lockheed in one of his past reports? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember it. What da- is, Did you look at Fulford? Is he saying anything amazing? Yeah, I was going to ask you if in the second hour you wanted to poke fun at him. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, I do have it on good authority. A friend of mine who's a friend of Keegan, um, um, Neil, um, says he's alive. He had a conversation with him. And I don't get into the conversation they had, but all I asked him was, well, how's he doing? And the response was, oh, he's really doing good and he's very upbeat, you know. So if Neil Keegan is very upbeat, I'm very upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about Neil Keegan being alive, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's alive and oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Who is Neil Keegan? He, he's a, a, a guy that came out. Oh my God! I bet it's a decade ago. With um, an involvement. Well, probably maybe maybe Walt knows more about it. But it was a a financial. He was like the. 
the, the the kingpin on the side that was going to take over the financial structure to replace it. And he was acting in, I don't know, I don't know what he is, but he's somebody big. Well, wasn't he involved in those <laughs> international settlement accounts? Yeah, the, tre- the treasury things. Because yeah. the thing was that his his signature had the power to move the, all that frozen gold because of the, the key to this whole thing is that fiat money is backed by nothing. Well, not exactly nothing. It's backed by our life force. Because you get a bond, you get a straw man account every time a birth certificate is issued. So the value of money is the value of people's lives. But other than that, there's nothing backing up the value of money. So this guy is, uh, I think his signature allows him to move, you know, these tremendous amounts of uh, gold-based assets or something. So that's why they've been trying to assassinate him and put somebody in his place. Because that that would give them access and control to these assets, and they can't. He, he's they've tried to assassinate him, but they failed. I mean, he admits that he's they've tried to do it, but uh, whoever told uh, Fulford that he had been replaced was wrong. Because we were, I remember we had a show. We were actually looking at the video that uh, Fulford claimed. Here is the video, and here you can see that it's. It's not it's not the real Keegan because he's wearing a yamaka and it wasn't a yamaka it was a baseball cap turned backwards. So I thought this is kind of doesn't he see that it's not an actual yamaka it's just a baseball cap. So it's like he made it sound like he was basing that on his judgment that it wasn't the real Neil Keegan. But I don't know how he ended up in that role. Um, I don't know the history of this man. Who is it? He an ex spy or ex what? Or ex-military? I, I don't know. I don't know the details. I just know that my friend worked with him. <laughs> and knows him extremely well. So, um, yes, we'll do that. We'll uh, we'll listen to Fulford again. <laughs> I like making fun of him. <laughs> well, like I say, sometimes he says things that just make you kind of think about something that you wouldn't have. Um <laughs> There's more and more information coming out on a, on a couple of things that are kind of weird. One, and I don't know what to even think about this one, and the only reason I'm telling you this, people out there, is because this is how Walt gets updated on the news. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got two hospital ships, one the Comfort and one... Um, what is? Oh, that? they're mentioned in the report. Mercy. 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 Oh, does he? Does he? And yep, yep. Does he talk about the um, the fact that they both left port and they went out a little bit, you know, and then they reversed and made a complete circle and then they put a tail on it like a like a cue that both of them did it. <laughs> because you know you can you can look and you, there's a there's a site where you can track every uh, ship that's well, out in the ocean. Huh? Ship movements, you're saying the yeah, the ship work. movements, right? Mm-hmm. And when they when they tracked it for these two hospitals, they found that they both did the same thing. They turned around and made a queue before they went to one Los Angeles and the other one New York. And mm-hmm. don't you find it interesting that they won't be taking any coronavirus people on board? Supposedly, they will be taking um, other sick. People on board. <laughs> Sick pedophiles, you mean? Yeah. 
Well, I I saw a picture of the um, comfort, and it was like I was I was doing computer stuff, and the television was on, and they said something about it, and so I leaned over and I looked at it, and 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 I looked at it, and the word prison came came into my head, and I went, well, now isn't that interesting? And if you I know this, they don't have windows. No windows. Yes. And you would think, well, I mean, if it's a military vessel, you probably don't want windows, even if it's a hospital ship. I mean, you know, I'll give them that, that, you know, probably, you know, you want to protect the people. You don't want to have windows that, you know, or portholes. Or, I mean, well, you think they may have a yeah, porthole or it's something. It's not a tourist ship. No, maybe, you know, you, maybe they'd have a, I mean, well, you know, seeing the light of day might be nice, but there's no, yeah. it, it looks like a barge. It looks just like, you know, the, the barges that we were talking about a couple of years ago that were being yeah. outfitted and going down to Guantanamo. And where are you going to put all these tens of thousands of people that you're arresting? But they also, um, oh, this was, this was so sweet. I'm talking about this on Radio 5G, and, and uh, Henry M- Michael Henry Dunn says to me, well, what about the writ of habeas corpus? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you know, whatever. He, he didn't define it as it is. But um, I said, well, the indictments are there. You, you'd have all these indictments. But then <laughs> right after that, a couple of days later, there's this whole thing about how the president enacted you know, a law that was put into place by Abraham Lincoln um, that says the Constitution guarantees that you're not just arrested with no legal right for them to arrest you. They have to arrest you um, under, under a legal document, right? Well, Abraham Lincoln, you know, got the Congress to agree during the Civil War to you know stop that necessity and so they they had all these reasons as to why you know they were doing this um and so the president just reenacted it so he so can what is, uh, i'm sorry i'm not it, it, legal. it I'm not, i don't i'm not legal savvy what does this uh, law do what is the it function forces of it? it forces the government to provide documentation as to what the charges are, why uh, you're being arrested, you know okay. um, that that you need that. Well, sometimes people think think it refers to the body. You have to have a body before you can arrest somebody. Is what they'll tell you. You have to have the evidence to be able to get this document that allows you basically a search warrant or an arrest warrant um, to go in and muck with anybody, but. Abraham Lincoln managed to get a Congress to agree in, a, in an emergency case like war. Why? Why did the president declare war? You know, well, you declare war, you can you can enact reenact the uh, the su- suspension of habeas corpus corpus, which means that you can go any place and you can arrest anybody for no damn reason whatsoever. All right, and that's what that's what they can do now. Now they so he's do, gotten rid of a loophole. It, it's a way of getting. It's a way. Well, okay. Right now, this is the other thing. Is right now you have the civ- civilian courts that are all closed, 
And one of the ways that you can you can engage military tribunals is because there is not a civilian court system working, which is what we got now. So you arrest them, you send them down to Guantanamo, and you put them in trial in a military tribunal. We're at the top of the hour. I'm going to... Oh, gee whizzikers. Let's just do imagine. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied... Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day's long Avedisian. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is March 31st, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And um, welcome back, guys. Um, Okay, so why don't we do Fulford? I also, you sent me um, a picture, a diagram, and I want to have time to talk about that, Walt. So um, let's just do the the Fulford thing and, and see what... Ben says. Now, I want to. I okay. want to. I want to tell people who may not really understand what we do here. The uh, genre that of this radio show is reality sci-fi. We are here to entertain you. We are here to entertain ourselves. And Ben Fulford is entertaining. It's not that we are 
you know, hooks on a, a fish on a hook following Ben Bolpert. We just listen to Ben, and then we comment on him. So please don't tell me why are you still listening to Ben Bolpert? <laughs> entertainment only. So go ahead. Let's have a little entertainment. Okay. The title of the report is Abe Macron Merkel and Prince Charles will be in quotes coronavirus as battle for planet Earth intensifies. The battle for planet Earth is reaching a climax as opposing forces try to use the, in quotes, coronavirus pandemic to achieve their agendas. The liberation forces are using the lockdown as an opportunity to arrest senior Khazarian, Khazarian mafiosi, while the Satanists are hoping to vaccinate and microchip the general public back into submission. Multiple sources agree. It's almost as if reality is bifurcating, with one version filled with fear and death, and other in breathless anticipation of planetary liberation. First, let's take a look at what the White Hats are saying. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, French President Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, Prince Charles of the UK, and many others will be or have been coronavirus in parentheses arrested according to CIA and Pentagon Whiteheads. One CIA source says they are putting out this information to keep this as classified as possible. Merkel is going to have a third test and Macron also tests positive. This is code for they are being remote. He adds, Abe is going to collapse the country's economy because he works directly for the cabal, so he has to be removed. In parentheses, he adds, Since this is the age of deep, fake computer graphics, here in Japan, I will keep in touch with press ID-carrying colleagues to see if the real Abe vanishes. Close parentheses. Pentagon sources agree and say, regime change may also happen in Japan as Shinzo was forced to delay the Tokyo Olympics for one year. Maybe it's the fear of American assassins coming for Abe that has prompted Japan to consider an entry ban on all American citizens. And he puts a link to an article from a new, uh, Japanese news site. In any case, a purge has clearly accelerated inside the U.S. Pentagon sources say, in quotes, The Navy hospital ship USNS Mercy arrived at L.A., on March 27, and its sister, USNS Comfort, to New York City on March 30th. But they may provide neither mercy nor comfort for arrested Zionists and pedos. Also, truckers have been ordered to not deliver to New York, as U.S. President Donald Trump personally went to Norfolk, Virginia, to send off USNS Comfort to New York City. Uh, maybe you guys have more uh, intel White truckers are not being allowed to deliver things to New York. Is that to have somebody avoid using a truck to escape? <laughs> I don't know. That would be my best guess. I don't know. That's a great way to smuggle somebody out of the city with a big truck. Now let's take a look at what the dark side is up to. In the video link below, starting around the 15-minute, 20-second mark, Bill Gates is calling for only people who have a vaccination certificate to be allowed to travel. And he gives a link to a YouTube. NSA sources confirm this and say the cabal is hoping to get the sheeple 
to show up at the local Walmart to get vaccinated and microchipped in exchange for receiving, in quotes, digital wallets. This is serious, folks. Do not let them scare you into being vaccinated because I guarantee you any vaccine they provide will be worse than whatever it is they say they are going to protect you from. U.S. presidential candidate Joe Biden was probably telling the truth when he said, in quotes, we have to take care of the cure that will make the problem worse no matter what. The key battle to watch over the coming days will not be one against the pandemic, though. It will be the one over control of the financial system and thus the planet. On this front, any veteran market expert will tell you what is happening now is beyond a black swan event. The United States military did not call up one million reservists and move its headquarters to an underground bunker because of a mostly bogus coronavirus threat. And here is a link to a White House article. I'm going to put that in the radio chat. An order. This is what I guess Dolly was asking you about, if you're getting called up. Okay, so let's continue. Okay, I forgot to log in to see the rest of the report. Okay. Okay. By the way, if you still think this pandemic is mostly, if you if you still do not think this pandemic is mostly hype, take note of one thing: fewer people are dying now than before the so-called pandemic started. And he gives uh, two links to zerohedge.com. I don't know if you trust Zero Hedge. Anyway, to understand why the planet is now moving into historically well, wait, 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 let's just stop there because what, what, yeah. what that references is the fact it was an Italian report. And, oh, you guess it was a European report. But what, what's happening is that the normal death rate in these countries is dropping. Now, that's because everybody's off the street and not doing dangerous things like walking across them. Mm. Okay, so that, that, that apparently is true, that the, there's less deaths now than there would normally be. So go ahead, sorry. Okay, I just want to post a photo on the, on the radio chat here. Maybe Dolly knows this guy. He puts this photo in the report and he says the following. Um, now let's now take a look at this photograph of Federal Reserve Board Chief Jerome Powell. Maybe it's just my imagination, but if you look at his eyes, he doesn't appear to be human. Is he a reptilian overlord of the sort David Icke describes? Okay, enough space stuff for now. Regardless of whether cosmic forces are involved or not, what we are seeing for sure is a battle between fiat and reality-backed money that will determine the future of this planet. The controllers of the old system with its G20, IMF, World Bank, and the United Nations are pumping out trillions upon trillions of dollars in an attempt to keep their control grid intact. It is being advertised as well that the U.S. Treasury Department has taken over the Fed and will be handing out money to the common man. However, as Catherine Austin Fitz notes, 
a former high-level establishment insider, control of the trillions of dollars being pumped out by the Fed has been given to an arch-cabal company, BlackRock. The guy who runs BlackRock was going to be Clinton's secretary of the Treasury. I used to work with BlackRock. No patriots there, she tweets. So I guess this is the source of the criticism, this woman, Catherine Austin Fitz. Oh, well, if Catherine, so, if Catherine responded, it's probably very real. Well, I don't know who the woman is. So. Oh, she, she's, <laughs> she's anybody that wants to get into some really detailed proof of what we're saying. She's the one you look at. She has the Solaris report and um, Catherine Austin Fitz. And she was the Deputy Secretary of Housing and realized the black side of the government, got out, tried to put up her own firm, and they <clears throat> made her life miserable and, and she had lost the business. But then she started, because she was extremely knowledgeable in finance and stocks and bonds and all this stuff, she started following the money. And she found, she found that she could trace like the, you know, the tax money, but she could trace it to a certain point or money that was being allocated and she could trace it to a certain point and it would all disappear. There was no further records. And Mm -hmm. at one point she was talking about 30 $30 trillion was missing, which is probably Mm -hmm. enough to fund the secret space program. And then what happened was a, a professor at some university said, oh, what a crackpot, this couldn't possibly be. And he got his graduate students to essentially prove her wrong. And in fact, he found more money gone <laughs> than she did. <laughs> yeah, so Didn't she, that happen to you as well? <laughs> you did a report? And it turns out that the truth was even worse than what you reported? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so she... she uh, she is somebody if she if she is saying that i would say well that's really really interesting um but again trump tends to keep the enemy very close yeah so, and the thing is that she says that she used to work with black blackrock no patrons there but the blackrock now might not be the same identical group of people that, that when she was there well, that's that's uh, what I'm that's what I'm suspicious of because um, I can't even. Okay, all of the telecommunications companies have essentially given us a whole bunch of time free. Um, the banks are nobody's supposed to be getting you know any kind of foreclosure things. You've got GE and some of the biggest names in industry all of a sudden becoming the nice guys and. Giving away money and doing all, and I'm going like, and I'm sitting there and I'm going like, what's happened? And I got this visual image of people being shuffled around. In other words, I think that the people who are there in charge now are probably the good guys, which is what I said we had to work at. That I believed that there were people, good people, in these businesses. And that if we could just get them to stand up and begin to tell the stories, well, they have. I mean, I, I can't remember the guy's name that, that left Google and whistle blew and said, you know, they're censoring. You know, there's been a whole series of them. And now you got the two people that actually established Google that stepped down from Google. You know, yeah. well, maybe maybe those people that are, <clears throat> you know, really good people that understood the problems are taking over these industries. 
because so it, I, can, it, I can expect my mortgage to go away. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Walt. Mm. But if From you want, your mouth to God's ears. But it, you know, right now, <laughs> right now, if you wanted to be smart, you know, if you wanted to kind of hedge your bet, go get another loan at zero percent. So I can get a loan to pay off the mortgage. Correct. And then, and then you just pay pay back uh, the principal, no it, no interest. Right. Um, I mean, by the time it gets to a mortgage, there might be some percentage on it, but I don't think so. Because when the Fed says 0%, it's 0% across the board, is way, the way I understand it. Mm. But you might want to look into that, because it might be, and everybody listening here, you know, if in fact you can just call your bank and say, can I get a loan for 0%, what's, what you would say is, what is the interest on uh, mortgages? You can probably Google it right now. But if, no. it's a, if it's a zero percent, for heaven's sakes, you know, remortgage. That sounds that sounds good. Well, that's something to check out. Check it. Okay, out. let's continue. Despite the increasingly desperate Fed adding even more zeros to their promised numbers, their helicopter money is increasingly getting out of touch with reality. Creating dollars out of thin air means nothing to real-world restaurants, airlines, and all companies watching their business collapse. One sign of the fiat collapse is the fact that physical gold and silver are now far more expensive than their paper equivalents. And he puts a, a something from Zero Hedge. What is interesting, though, is that the Perth Mint in Australia still has physical gold and silver for sale. The Perth Mint is the only mint acknowledged by the Western financial system that is smelting Asian off-ledger gold. This is especially interesting since three Chinese warships just sailed into Sydney Harbour, apparently without the knowledge of the Australian military. Has China just seized control of Australia? And he provides here a link. Let me put this in the radio chat in case someone wants to take a peek. <clears throat> the Russians have also made a huge move by the de facto seizing the world's largest oil reserves in Venezuela. The Russian government now owns them. This means any move by the Washington, D.C. regime to seize Venezuelan oil will lead to war with a nuclear-armed uh, Russia. And he quotes an article by Tass. The Fed is now obviously losing control of the petrodollar as the price of some grades of oil is falling to $4 per barrel. Experts are now predicting oil prices to go negative as the world runs out of places to store this stuff. So why isn't the U.S. dollar collapsing? The answer to that is that the U.S. dollar is not controlled by the United States. There are many countries producing U.S. dollars, including China, Japan, and Indonesia. What is happening is that the formerly oil-backed dollars produced by the faction controlling Washington, D.C. are not being accepted by most other countries. Japanese or Chinese-made U.S. dollars, though, are in high demand. Seizing Australia and the Perth Mint was necessary to ensure the cabal couldn't get its hands on more gold to back its dollars with, Asian secret society sources say. Uh, now... 
this next part I doused it and I got a big fat no, so I'm not going to waste your, your time reading it. Okay, next part says, It is interesting to note Israeli Defense Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said on Israeli TV that the pandemic might take two months. It might take three months. It may take a bit longer, but that is the plan. Then we have a rabbi telling the Jews not to worry because the coronavirus is only for the Goyim. That's us. <laughs> Furthermore, we have CIA sources in Southeast Asia noting that because 100 people in a country of 270 million died from the new flu, they are shutting down the country. He adds, <clears throat> this is the largest scam ever pulled on humanity. People are waking up all over the world as to what this really is. We see the whole affair as a preemptive strike that has gone spectacularly wrong. Now we will see a counteroffensive designed to level the ground, to level to the ground, all concern, is what MI6 had to say about the pandemic talk. Interestingly, the satanic number 666 is again popping up in various news reports these days. Two examples are linked below. And he gives two links. The, these BBC and Fox News stories are hinting that asteroids will be used next to scare people after the pandemic show fizzles to an end. <laughs> <clears throat> we are also hearing from many sources that preparations for what is happening now have been going on for quite some time. Take a look at this phrase from a September 2007 conference called Defense in 2020 and Beyond. And in quotes it says, The British Armed Forces Joint Doctrine and Concepts Center expects a general collapse of the global order in the next decade, and other strategic thinkers are equally pessimistic. Close quotes. The strategic thinkers may have known their fiat-based control grid was mathematically doomed to lose touch with reality. However, they apparently failed to see the collapse of the old control grid, paving the way for a phoenix-like phoenix -like rise of a new age. Soon, our concrete and steel cities will become green with vegetation and filled with abundant animal life. Remember, the cabal requires fear and hate in order to stay in control. Friendship and love, when backed by overwhelming Military force will prevail. Just watch and see how many bad guys vanish over the coming days and weeks. There is a lot we cannot say for operational reasons, but rest assured the good guys are winning. It's revolution time. And that's all he wrote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Ben Fulford has been taken over by the good guys. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I, I prefer that to doom and gloom. Oh, I totally agree with you. It was these, <clears throat> you know, is that that's the thing is that these two timelines that we got going, you know, one story ends in destruction and control of the humanity and all this awful stuff. The other one is the Q one, and the Q timeline is ends up in you know a new reality, <laughs> you know, a very nice new reality. So. Why not put your, your, your thinking into, well, maybe this thing is true and make it true versus putting your, oh, those people don't know what they're talking about and he, oh, that, that, you know. Okay, so you want the doom and gloom? Well, go on over there. You know, don't bother me. You know, but those people out there, we have got to focus, focus, focus. And this is what came out in the Shungite 
um, show is, you see, Barbara can communicate directly with the, the sentience of Shanghai. And what Shanghai, and, and we got talking about this very subject, about the two timelines. And I was putting forth the idea that, look, I, in my opinion, we had enough energy out there that we should have put a, a shutdown on this virus thing and, you know, have the, the, the time frame that I was seeing, you know, should have been right. And now it looks like it's being extended. And so I was discussing, you know, this with, with Barbara and Shanghai. And um, what came back was there are two timelines. One of them is victorious, and we are on the victorious one. But the, again, looking at energy, right? And that you should focus on the word victory. Victory. That the very essence of the frequency of saying that word, thinking that word, you know, imagining the feeling of victory, um, is what will give us the added impetus to make it as smooth as it can be. And, you know, as I'm, I'm, was that, that the theme of the, of the movie V? The, the television series, remember that? I don't, I never did figure out what the theme was. <laughs> well, the the letter V was stood for victory, because remember these, alien, oh, these right, giant right, right. ships came promising everything, and it turns out that they were uh, reptiles looking to eat humans. Right, 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 right. So right. the resistance movement, they, they identify themselves with a giant red V, victory. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, so we have to, 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 you know, envision the victory thing. And I really, I do want you guys to listen to that show. But when, um, something she was talking about, Shungite and she, or she, um, regarding remembering. And as soon as she said it, I said, oh yeah. Because when I got that image that you sent me, I, it was very clear to me that yes, it's not time to, to work with this yet. And I knew that it was, you know, that would, t- tonight was the time. But then to have the confirming information that led me to remember that we were doing that tonight uh, indicated that, oh, okay. And so what I want you to do, I'm going to post in here a picture in the chat room. Let me see. Where did I put it? Oh, good Lord. where did, What did you call it? <laughs> you want me to put the picture? Yeah, you put the picture. Because I, I, I have it, I have it in my desktop. The um, okay, so Walt sent me this picture that he's getting out of his desktop. Well, he's seen my desktop. Sure. I couldn't find anything in there if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't know why I put well, him on the desktop. Come on, come on! I, I know I just did it. Okay, okay. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> While Walt's doing that, I just want to make a notation. The Coronavirus Task Force has briefing has been on since before we started this show. Oh dang. I I I enjoy watching that. I'm taping it right now because it looks like they're talking serious stuff. Oh. And it's the Trump with the uh, white around his eyes. 
in the orangish hair. It's, it's not our beloved one. <laughs> I tell you, you're going to make me a believer, Dolly, because it's true. I've seen what you're saying to me. I mean, I... I, I I watched him sign the the document or talk to some people or whatever. It was in the Oval Office. And 20 minutes later, he steps outside, and his hair is completely different. Yep. You know, and I'm like, and I said he must have a toupee, right? No, yes, you said that. And then yesterday when he was outside and the wind was blowing, you know, I'm like, I'm glued to his hair. I'm saying, oh, is it going to blow off? (laughs) That was the real one. Well, it didn't blow off, but he was so funny. He's like, well, the wind is blowing my hair. I mean, mean, that was the real Trump. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I guess maybe well we'll see if the if the you know the the unreal Trump that Dolly keeps telling me about I always feel that it's the same guy I don't feel a change in him I mean you know except maybe the, he's got a collection of toupees and they just have well to that's what I think that's, that's oh. what I think they have to get well, washed sometime right y'all will see in the end y'all will see. <laughs> I mean, Walt, seriously, I totally understand what you're saying. That's what I think it is. And, you know, I mean, down to the fact that the last time he had the white hair and he was in the Oval Office, I am studying his haircut like you don't believe. How long is that hair, you know? And then the other guy comes out and I'm doing the same thing and I'm going like, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's just, it's so, it's so close to perfect. But if they were going to do this, Dolly, don't they think somebody like Dolly Howard would figure this out and have it the same color at least? Well, that's what I keep thinking. How can people not see this? It's so in my face. (laughs) Well, one of the things that you guys are discounting is lighting. Uh, no, oh, no, 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 Walt, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. because, if, if, if no, 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 Walt, no, no, we, 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 I, he's, he's standing, he's standing next to his vice president, they both got the same colored hair, then he goes outside and he's standing next to the vice president who still has his, his silver hair and Trump is in red hair. 20 minutes later and I know light I was a photographer I know light and at first I thought that's what it was and then I started analyzing and then I started comparing because now we see him I mean now we can see him in the Oval Office and 20 minutes later outside and the hair is different that's all I can tell you it's not light I don't know what they're doing I think it's a toupee personally but I don't well (laughs) it's gonna be fun to see this in the end. Entertainment, you know? What else are we yes. going to do? Well, we could talk about what Walt sent me. Okay, so Walt, did we get the picture up there? Yeah, I put it there, and I also put the text that came in the email because she sent three different photos because they have, they have a different... Okay, who's she? Uh, who's she? she is, uh, this is Anelia Benz that we're talking about. She's okay. the one that did this. Exactly, and she did it using semantics, uh, that technique where um, you may have seen videos of it where you will have a a surface that it where sound is converted to vibration, and they'll put something 
like sand, white sand, or different color sands. And what happens is, given the vibration, a form appears in the sand corresponding to that vibration. In fact, one of the applications that was done to semantics was they, they confirmed that if you pronounce the letters in the Sanskrit alphabet, the shape of the sand takes the shape of the letter the way it's written. They were very surprised when they when this was discovered. So I don't know what sound she did or if it was the uh, declaration of this spell, but this image came out of that vibration. So it's not composed out of somebody's uh, intellectual or artistic capacity. This was born out of pure vibration. That's why they, they use the somatic techniques to do this. Why don't you read what you got in your post to Correct. me? So she, uh, she sent the email with the three images. And, 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 I, and this is what it says. As you may have seen on Facebook already, I have created a powerful sigil and spell for removing the veil of forgetfulness from ourselves. The sigil is attached to this email. Here is the spell. In quotes. Remove the veil of forgetfulness from myself and all beings who were born on earth to embody and co-create the high-frequency paradigm experience now. Close quotes. And she, and she follows by saying, and here is how to use it. Instructions are to print or draw a copy. Write the words in your handwritten script under or around the sigil. Say the words out loud. Put copies on your screens and look at them. Put copies on paper and stick to doors, post wherever you go on social media. The more the merrier, it's a spell. The more you look, the, the more power it has. It's a choice between a police state and state of awareness. And then she added another part, because this was not in the original post. It says how to integrate into your field. Look at it with the intent to integrate it into your field and scan for any resistance. If resistance shows up, stop and process it using the fear processing or firewall exercises. You can also put the spell on a piece of paper and stick it on the outside of a bottle. Fill the bottle with water. Leave it for a few hours or overnight and then drink the water. So these are all ways that this is she's suggesting to integrate into the field. So we got talking to Dolly uh, during the before the show, before you put us on on mute, before the music starts, and she asked me how I was, and I told her that I was different, because ever since the first night that uh, that I wrote the spell under the sigil and I put it on the wall of my room so I, I can look at it as I go to sleep, and I also put it on a couple of the resonators, so they are broadcasting this energy. Um, a lot has changed. For example, um, for people like me and you, we are projectors. The not-self theme for a projector is bitterness because what a projector naturally wants is success. So you get bitter about things not working out or things not working out the way you expect, whatever. You, you get this bitterness, and it's the underlying theme of your whole life. Well, ever since I started... Uh, paying attention and just observing the sigil without any any agenda or anything, just being aware of it and letting it be there. Uh, first off, the content of the dreams has totally changed. 
um, that bitterness is gone because now I'm, I'm feeling like I'm connecting more to who I'm really are, not who I was supposed to be or whoever the social programming, social conditioning forces you to be. And, uh, for example, yesterday was kind of sad for me because all of a sudden I started remembering the people I left behind to come here, but I did it on purpose because I didn't want to see my family get thrown into this wood chipper called earth where anything and everything good gets twisted around or gets consumed by the system. I decided I would do it. I would come to do service. You, you guys can stay at home and at least I'm happy that you guys are safe. And I started crying. Like, I don't know where the memories just came. So I guess that's uh, one of the consequences of lifting the veil of forgetting. You start connecting with more and more and more of yourselves. I mean, that's what's stopping us from being our true selves, the veil of forgetting. Animals don't have that. Animals don't have the veil of forgetting. They access the uh, universal knowing. The difference between the animals and the humans is that the animals can only access what belongs to them. The bee can access the information that teaches the bee or informs the bee how to make honey from the pollen they collect, how to make honeycombs, how to make how to transmute honey into the wax that their bodies produce. That it comes out from their rings, the plates of wax. Uh, the uh, for example, birds. Some birds build nests using twigs. Other birds, like the ornero in Argentina, they build nests with mud, so they look like little mud ovens. Where does this information come from? It comes from intelligent infinity. Why is it that animals can and humans that are the highest expression of divinity and form cannot? Well, that's the veil of forgetting. It blocks you from accessing intelligent infinity at the conscious level. It keeps you, it's what keeps you asleep. So if that thing starts dissolving, then yeah, I don't care how many sad memories appear, but at least I'm connecting to more of my real self, as opposed to depending on society to inform you. Where do you think you know all this system of coming domination and control has come from? It has exploited this veil of forgetting. So then. The school is the one who's supposed to inform you. The religion is supposed to inform you. The politics is supposed to inform you. That's It's all bullshit. It's all fake. You should have open communication with intelligent infinity. That's, you know, the source of all you have access, whereas animals can only access the, knowledge, the knowing that pertains to their species. Humans access everything. And that's why the human body is so desired by alien civilizations that want the human genetic code. Even even uh, David Wilcock has spoken of this, that in order to be able to use a star as a stargate and be able to travel to other stars, that address is encoded in your DNA. And there are civilizations that are limited where they can go because their genetic encoding is limited. They can only go to so many star systems. A human can go anywhere in the universe. Bartz has also confirmed this. He says, human genetic code is complete. A human with the proper technology can use a star as a gate and go anywhere in the universe. Not all civilizations can do that. That's why there's such desire to possess and control human bodies. 
it's not a it's not a mystery that these these people are crazy for power and they want to own and dominate this world. So if we get rid of this, for those that want to do it are, and are interested in becoming more of themselves, if we want, if you use this, avail yourself of it to lift the veil of forgetting. Can you imagine being more of yourself? If knowledge is power, then this is access to that. Walt, I know, I know, I know why we should listen to you, but why should we listen to Anelia? Can you just give the people a reason that, you know, well, why Anelia we like her? Is, is a is an entity that has come to this world. She has never existed in human form. She has never had a, a material life. As as long as, uh, you know, eternity, you know, entities that are pure energy. She has always existed in, as an energy entity, you know, people, uh, entities that exist in the higher dimensions. So when Earth sent out the call asking for help, she was one of those who answered the call. So this was, to her, it was uh, traumatic in the sense that she had never experienced being stuck inside a human body. That's why... She, she posted a couple of pictures on, on Facebook because she, as a little girl, I think she was two or three years old, and she was constantly tripping on things and falling down and hurting her nose. And the mother asked her one time, why do you, can't you see the stuff in front of you? Why do you keep tripping on things? And she explained to the mother, well, because she wasn't inside the body. Her view of life around her, she was behind and above the head. So when she would look down, she would see this human body and she couldn't see what's in front of it. So she would trip on things and she would fall down. And the mother yelled at her and said, girl, get into your body right now. And as soon as the, the mother yelled that, she found herself inside her body and she was able to see out of the body's eyes. And it's funny that she posted two black and white photos from when she was a little girl. And you can tell right away. In one of the photos, the eyes are completely vacant. And in the other photo, the eyes are completely alive. And she said, they're very observant of you that you detected the difference. So to me, when I found that out, that she has never had a human life before, is a very powerful tactical advantage. Why? Because that means she has no human karma. And anybody who comes to this world to do any kind of spiritual work that's what the forces of opposition use to bring you down and destroy you. All your karma, all your crap, all, this, all the baggage that you never addressed, and it's been piling up for eons, they dump it on you. They, they use it against you. That's why uh, I, I try to explain that to people when I used to do shamanic journeying, and they're like, oh, and you have demons attacking me and entities attacking me and all of that. And I said, yeah, but pay attention. They're not using sophisticated weapons or something exotic that nobody's ever heard of. They're using your own crap against you because it's stuff that you, it's stuff that you never addressed. So they'll bring up a subject that's that's very sensitive to you, and that's it. That totally, that's all it takes to bring you down. Uh, case in point, I'm not poking fun at you, Dolly. Please, you know me. Uh, I love you completely, and I trust you implicitly, but may I okay. use you as an may I use you as an example? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Our, our <laughs> dear friend Dolly cannot tolerate to hear her birth name being told to her, being pronounced. 
that's an issue that a, a negative entity would use against her. It would taunt her saying her birth name. So see, these things that are personal to us, they get used <laughs> as weapons against us. So in the case of Vanelia, she has no such karma. Never, she's never been a human being. So that's why they never, no matter what they tried, they could never bring her down. She never had a contract accepting that they could kill her and, and destroy her. So that's why she she always says the same thing when they tell her, why are you here? I came here to raise the, vibra the vibratory level of the planet. That's it. She hasn't come to save anybody or change anybody. That's her job. So this is part of her job. If, if she can, if we can work together to remove this veil of forgetfulness, that's going to raise the vibratory level of the planet big time. Imagine people waking up and being able to access their higher levels awake instead of going into a trance or a hypnosis or using a channeler. Now you can do it. Well, you know, let's just, it says remove, the, this is the, um, the, what did she call it? The uh, spell. It a the spell. spell. A spell. Remove the veil of forgetfulness from myself and all beings who were born on earth to embody and co-create the high frequency paradigm experience now. And then the explanation, yes, Dolly? I, I want to throw in this thing that I feel just so people don't uh, go on a thing where, well, they really aren't ready to do this. I'm not ready to do this, is why I'm saying this. So if I'm not ready to do this, maybe some others aren't. Don't feel bad if you're not ready to do this. You can do it when you feel ready. But I was telling the, uh, Dolly before the show, you know, in, in a sense, you don't need this. You're already talking to the people on the other side of the veil. This is kind of redundant for you. Yes. I but mean, I wanted people to hear my <laughs> thought on it, Walt. <laughs> well, I, 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 for one, believe that Anelia is, you know, who she says she is, and, and she is an extraordinary being. But I, and, and I honor what, what this image is, um, but I, I agree with Dolly in a certain way, and yet I think that what we have to do is when we put the energies into the grid system, what we're doing is we're putting the energies into the grid system. We're not trying to override anybody's free will. They can, it's there if they need it. And this new upgrade to Shungite has given us the ability to have another layer, the layer of energy that, you know, Barbara did a, 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 I think she was using a pendulum, I'm not sure which, but she, she asked, where are we in the ascension? And by ascension, she meant, you know, making this new jump to a new awareness. Where are we in, we in this ascension thing? Well, she expected it to be, you know, somewhere under 10, and it was like at 16. So, what, what she was what saying. Is the, what is the scale? Where does the scale One to ten. To? Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and what she was saying, which is what I've been feeling, is that 
even though we may not be detecting it quite yet, there has been a vast and intense change in the population of humanity's awareness. And so by us putting these different energies that we talk about into the grid, because I put that image into the, to the, the, uh, Haponopono resonator that's under the microphone, um, all we're doing is saying here, we're going to put this in your medicine cabinet so it's here when you want it or you need it. Exactly. That's the way I see it. It's always a choice, which is the, the correct way of doing things. That's exactly what I was trying to say. It's a choice. It's your choice. It's yeah. unfortunate that some people, you know, choose to be asleep or choose not to hear some important truth, but, but it's a choice. I mean, and that's the way this universe works. It works on the principle of contracts, which means you can make good contracts or bad contracts. It's your choice. Uh, you know, you haven't broken any laws. You haven't hurt God. You haven't offended any angel. You just executed your free will right to have a choice. And maybe you're not at the point yet where you're ready to do this. You have to finish up some stuff first. And then you think, oh, yeah, I remember Walt did that and Neely thing, and I'm ready for it. See, maybe it's like that. Well, I personally think that anybody listening to this broadcast is ready for it. You wouldn't be here if you weren't. And We've been kept in the dark too long. <laughs> yeah. my, that's my yeah. that's my two cents. Yeah, I, and, and I agree to you know. <laughs> hey, listen, we didn't we didn't go out and try to get everybody out there and get big numbers in the radio station. We just put it out there that guy would bring us the people that needed to hear because they would understand what we were saying. And right now, I want to say that what i what i i think is the the i mean it's amazingly close to what we talked about the concept of remembering who we are as warriors as light warriors as co-creators and just stepping into it and we we were talking about a different way of doing it in the shungite show we have another version here, another version. Somebody, Everybody's got a new version, and it's just like I, I talk about the stories that are getting us to the same island, you know? We're going to all end up on the same beach, but we're coming at it for, as like waves coming in in a different direction with a different story. And I'm pretty certain that not one of those stories is going to be the final story. The final story will be even more unbelievably good than we can imagine. And, and I, it's perfectly natural because... There's not one tree, there's not one flower, there's not one animal. I mean, the the variety out there in nature is gigantic. So why shouldn't there be multiple ways of getting to the to that same goal? There's seven billion people, and yeah. every single person has a different view of where they're going, a different view of reality because you're in a totally unique perspective where you're standing, what you experienced, who you're around. It's all extremely, extremely unique. So we're all unique. But I'm going to tell you, I really think that the... See, Anelia, even though we, we know she's got Shungite, she is not working so direct with Shungite. And to me, this imaging, this energy 
is very similar to the energy upgrade that that we've made with the blue that's now there because that's just a phenomenal energy it it, it is and the think in terms of just stand stepping into your own self and to focus on the word victory because that word I, and I've noticed this and I mean we know that the human voice will is the number one way of changing DNA but sometimes I see a, a geometric s- symbol and all of a sudden I feel like I get this enormous download of information we're continually getting downloads of higher information information that we have forgotten you know well, the, be- there is that, that thing with the energy of the word victory it is very significant at this time because in one of Enelia's book where she wrote an interview with an alien where she interviewed this this lady who happened to be an extraterrestrial and in one of the chapters I don't I think it was um, Colleen who read recorded the book out loud interview with an alien but she had a very significant thing to say she was talking about along the lines of like the law of attraction and how when you focus on things you are creating an energy that will bring you what you're focusing on but she said this but the the problem with humans is that humans are used to not getting what they want so there's an energy there there's a there's a social program there that it's you know you don't realize it the whole system puts it in you not to get what you want you know, because it's difficult, because you need to be beautiful, because you need to have a job, because you need to have money, because you have to have the right context, because it, it's all set up so that you rely on the system exclusively instead of you relying on your ability to create your reality. When she said those those words, that it always stuck in my head. Humans are used to not getting what they want. So, okay, that's stopping right now. And victory is, to me, that's... We were flipping the story around. Okay, now it's time for victory, not not getting what we want. Now it's time to realize, yes, you can get what you want. Why? Quite simply because we are all responsible for our reality. So let's stop copying the bad reality of the old, of the guys in control, and let's d- design your own, the one that will make you happy, not you know following the old programs. Thank you. I feel better about it. I think the people, some people needed to hear these words before you did that. Did what? Before Walt went into the big explanation and, and, and your explanation before Walt's. I, I was told we needed more before we hit it. And now I'm being told Oh my gosh. Oh, goosebumps and everything. They're saying, okay, now you've laid the proper groundwork for those who needed to hear this and, uh, and, and they're very, they want to say thank you to you too. Well, well, thank you for being constant support, guys. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, we're ending this show here, and coming up will be the Shungite show from this morning that's also on YouTube, but I highly recommend that you listen to it because I think you'll see 
the continuity of information in in this last hour more so than the beginning because of course that we're just giving civics and current events lessons to Walt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't brought me up to speed on Oak Island yet. Well, that's because last week I I didn't watch it. I forgot it was Tuesday. <laughs> so I've got to get off of the radio show so I can watch the repeat from last week so that I'll know what's happening this week. Because they won't let you go into on demand and watch that show. They won't? No, if you miss it, you missed it. Oh, my gosh. I was peeved. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, why don't you guys just say goodnight here? Okay. Will you um, um, post on the uh, on the YouTube thing, Walt's thing with the picture and the saying? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, so, I hope you all... Uh, I hope we opened your eyes a little more than what those who were fighting us are fighting what's going on were before and uh, please let us know what you think questions and all that stuff in the YouTube comments and uh, love y'all bye bye well you gonna say goodnight yes goodnight everybody thank you for being here for us and with all sincerity I wish for you all to discover that each and every one of you is the hero and the heroine of your own story. You don't need to wait for anybody to come and save you from anything because you're at the center of your story. So you call the shots. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Be safe and victory. Victory. <laughs> victory. Preaching. Preaching. The unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening.